Welcome to episode 15 of the Tech Post podcast with me, Shawnee Ryan, where we cover all the main stories in the world of technology. And uh, this is brought to you in association with Limerick City Community Radio. So, regular listeners to the Tech Post will be used to Richard and Tony presenting the show. And going forward, we're making the change to the lineup. So, first off, a major thanks to Richard and Tony for all their hard work in getting this podcast going and laying a great foundation to the platform and I'm sure they have great plans in place for other podcasts in the future really looking forward to seeing what's coming from them so stay tuned on that some of you might be familiar with myself and my co-host Dave O'Neill from Limerick City Community Radio where we present a technology show every second Sunday broadcast on 99.9 FM across Limerick City and County. And we're delighted to join the Tech Post team here in the Limerick Post and looking forward to getting to know our new podcast listeners and providing regular updates about what's happening in the world of tech. And get in touch with us on email techpost at limerickpost.ie if you have any tech questions or suggestions or anything you'd like to see featured on the show. And I'm once again joined by... Dave the Don. Hey Dave, how you doing? I am good. Dave, this week uh, we are going to talk all about the recent Apple event and Great. all the announcements that came out there in April. Uh, they had the announcement. Yeah, it was a Tuesday, yeah. Yeah, and um, some amazing stuff. So actually, one of the things at the very start, actually, and I'm just going to kind of throw together, speaking of podcasts, is Apple have announced that they are going to pr- um, bring into their podcasting system the ability for content providers to charge for subscriptions to podcasts. Okay. So you can get ad-free podcasts or you can get specific content, like if there was kind of hidden content. Now, this has been done a lot with other platforms like um, uh, right, Patreon. YouTube, YouTube, yeah. Yeah, Patreon, all those things. So you can actually subscribe to um, paying for, yeah. like giving content providers the payment that they need, giving artists the payment that they need and um, getting specific content, whether it's ad free or whether it's um, bonus episodes or anything like that. So Apple have brought this in onto their own podcasting platform. Up to now, everything inside in the app platform has been pretty much a, on a, a freely available basis. Mm. And a lot of other podcasting apps or feeds have actually fed off that, um, the directory listing for that Apple, like their RSS feed. So this one here now, if you're subscribed to one, obviously it's a closed system. Yeah. Whereby if you are allowing Apple to handle the subscription for you, now they they do make it very easy because they're going to be providing the hosting platform for you as well. So mm-hmm. they'll host the storage file or store the actual audio files for you. Um, they'll provide the sign up process for you. So mm-hmm. most people who have like iPhones or Macs or iPads would have probably an iCloud account. And this means that they can, uh, you can subscribe through that. Mm. Apple will handle all the payments for you. And for that, then they take 30%. Okay. Which is actually quite a big cut, um, especially mm-hmm. considering that just last year, remember they announced that um, anybody uh, who had apps in the App Store yeah. uh, got a reduced rate. If you were under one million in turnover, 
you were you were reduced fifteen percent. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So considering that they've done that, I was surprised to see that they were going to do a thirty percent cut on podcasts because most people producing podcasts are probably going to be under a million turnover anyway. Um, so and 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 as well as that, as I said a few minutes ago, they're locking you into their system. So you can only subscribe through the Apple podcasting app on that one. Mm. So, yeah, so they're not given kind of a public RSS feed that could be loaded into any of the other like um, Pocket Cast or any of the other podcasting apps there. So it means people yeah. on Android are locked out. Yeah, that's true. Unless mm. uh, they bring out an app, maybe they will. You never know. They could do. Mm-hmm. They could do, and that could be in the plans. It's not unheard of. Yeah, remember, yeah. remember back when the iPod first came out, and then they brought out a a, a version of iTunes for Windows. And they did launch. They mm. basically launched the iPad across the platforms because suddenly anybody could have one. Yeah, no matter what, they weren't tied to um, the device, and it gave what was termed at the time was a halo effect mm. because people who bought iPods and used iTunes and saw got a kind of an introduction to the Apple platform. And kind of some time after that, might have switched over to using a Mac. Maybe, yeah. Mm, yeah. So maybe they'll do something like that. Who knows? Yeah, they might. But um, anyway, it was an interesting one that is the first foray into paid for content, um, podcasting content that Apple have gone into. Um, I think I read, I'm not sure on this, so maybe don't quote me, but I think I read that the 30% is for the first year. And then in the second year, it does go down to 15%. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah, I think I read that, but I need to go and double check that one. Okay. Um, so yeah, we'll, I'll, I'll look that up again. Probably should have prepared that before I started yeah. talking about yeah. it, but <laughs> I should have looked it up. Okay, um, another thing that they that they started at the very start with, but um, there's no point in really talking about it, was that the, the Apple card, the Apple credit card, um, that there you were allowed to share and uh, build a credit history across your family now and share the one account kind of thing with, with mm. uh, different family members. But we don't have the Apple card over here yet, so no. there's probably not much point in talking about that. So let's move on to some of the... Uh, big issues here, the big, big reveals that they had. All right. And uh, anybody who's listening to our previous show will know that this is a great topic and we're so delighted that the iPhone oh, iPhone now comes in another color. There you go. Yeah. I was waiting for that. <laughs> <laughs> it, you can now buy it in purple. Amazing. What an announcement. You can get a device mm-hmm. in a different color. It's a nice it's lavenderish purple. Groundbreaking. <laughs> groundbreaking that devices come in different colors. I can't it. And, and, and just how they showed you the process of how they <laughs> blend that color to the metal and the glass. It's, it's, it's exquisite. You know what? Let's move straight along. I'm giving this as much time as it deserves. Actually, it's had more time than it, than it deserves. Yeah. Um, no, forget about it. Right. Okay. Great announcement. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right, let's move on to the real main topic, okay. the real main topic of the whole event. And this was the highlight. Um, that, well, I suppose maybe there was a few maybe, highlights. Yeah, there I was think. a highlight, but to me, this was this is something we've You've talked been about. For. Yeah, yeah, I've been waiting for this one when we've talked about it a couple of times. Mm. Um, actually, a good few times. And I've talked about some of the competing products, um, such as Tile, uh, which I do actually have a keyring that has uh, Tile built in, a key holder. Um, mm. But. Um, the AirTag. Yeah. Right. So, uh, really cool looking device. Yeah, about the size of a key ring, right? Yeah, it's a tiny little yeah. kind of a disc. Mm. So, um, the AirTag, okay, the specifications are on it. Uh, Bluetooth, 
mm-hmm. uh, NFC, yeah. and a U1 chip. And U1 chip is Apple's um, implementation of really precision finding. Uh, right? Yes, yeah. So this little thing, uh, what I was really surprised with is that they went with a consumer replaceable battery. Well, I'm not surprised about that. That That's great. I think it's brilliant, mm. which is the normal, um, the CR for 2032 battery that you'd get in some remote, some some watches, maybe not a lot of watches. And pretty much um, every computer. Uh, yes, the motherboard of every computer. And um, they, like some TV remotes have them. And um, your car key ring as well, like your, your fob for your key for unlocking your car. A That's lot right, of those yeah. run off the same same one as well. So uh, I was delighted to see that it's a user replaceable battery and mm-hmm. uh, the, the back of it just clips off and kind of twists and clips and you can just replace the battery in it. And which was, this, this is the part now that amazed me with that. Out of that little battery, they're saying that you'll get one year plus life on this. Um, in typical usage. So you could get over a year, you could get under a year, depending on how much usage gets into it. Mm. But um, I found that like lifetime, amazing. That, that's just to be able to get a year out of one of these things is pretty damn good. It's it really yeah. low yeah. power usage to be able to put one of those batteries in. Uh, and no doubt uh, we'll find out the details of how the phone or your iPhone or something will alert you if the battery is going low. It'll probably give you plenty of advance warning once it gets down below a certain um, amount. Mm. So it gives you time to replace the batteries because that's one of the things that annoys me with the, the tile uh, key holder that I have, which is effectively keeps all my keys inside in it. And mm-hmm. it means that if I lose it, that uh, it can be found by the tile crowdsourcing network. Mm. But uh, it doesn't warn me if the battery's going low in it. I have to recharge it. Oh. I usually have to recharge it, I think, uh, based on history, probably about once a month. Right? Okay. And I, I suppose... That's it's just an annoyance because every so often I do something and then I actually like the other day I actually couldn't remember where I left my phone I left it down and I put a load of papers on top of it and what I there's a button on my thing so that if I double press the button on the key ring it'll find my phone and the opposite way around will happen as well that if I press the, the thing in the in the app on the phone it'll make my key ring sound hmm. so I picked up my keys I double pressed it and the key ring was dead oh. I was like ah. Probably died the day before. I was mm. like, so I didn't have to go around uh, searching for the phone, um, but I found it. <laughs> so, okay. uh, anyway, um, a year's battery. Yeah, brilliant. okay, that's pretty brilliant. Cool. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. And the price then was actually not, not bad. Too bad. So Thir- thirty-five quid for one. Was it thirty? No, no, thirty dollars, twenty-nine dollars. Oh, so thirty-five euros for yeah. one, or one hundred and twenty for a pack of four. Damn taxes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah. it. You see, yeah. So. Um, yeah, so you get a bit of a discount if you buy the four pack, and, and yeah. you know it might be good to do that because you're probably going to want more than one. Yeah, you know. That's yeah, it. so definitely. Um, Whether it's for yourself or your mm. other people in your family. Okay, well, I've a pack of four ordered already. Oh, <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Lovely. Right. So I want to try them out anyway and just yep. see. So, question for you, Dave. So, okay, where would you see yourself if you had a pack of four of these in the morning? Where would you see yourself using them? Well, I thought I would be able to track people. I'd be able to throw it in someone's pocket and be able to locate them wherever they go. Like, this would be a total creep. But apparently, if they have an iPhone, it will alert you to a, an unwanted tag because they're so focused on privacy and all that kind of stuff. Like, come on. So I won't be doing that. Focusing on privacy? Focusing on privacy. How okay. dare they? Yeah. Okay, I know you're leading me into it there now anyway. But uh, Okay, so, yeah, um, yes. Okay, so the, let, let's talk about the privacy and the tracking features in it or the anti-tracking. Mm. Um, now, this has become a big issue. There's loads of places talking about this. Yeah. Even though with all the other 
like the tile trackers or the Chipolo trackers and everything. Nobody ever mentioned that before. Yeah. But now that Apple released it, everybody thinks, oh, this is terrible for privacy. Okay, but they have thought about this. So the first thing is that if, uh, if, if let's say I dropped one into someone's bag or left one in someone's car, mm-hmm. if they have an iPhone, then once I am gone away from the tag, mm-hmm. so the tag has to be registered to my iCloud account. Yeah. All right. So when you get it to set it up and have it working, it has to be registered to my iCloud account. So once I leave it someplace and then I'm not in the vicinity, right? then if you have an iPhone, your iPhone will alert you to the fact that there's a tag in your vicinity, mm-hmm. very near to you. That isn't yours. Yeah, that exactly. It's not yeah. yours. And it's not, not, not only is it not yours, the owner is near, not nearby as well. Mm-hmm. Which means that like, let's say I sat into a car and I had one in my, in a bag, say in my laptop bag or something like that. Mm-hmm. Then you don't want the person who's driving the car suddenly getting an alert saying, hey, there's a good tag beside you. So if I'm in the vicinity of my own tag, yeah. then it's not going to alert other people. But when it's gone out of my vicinity, that that's okay. Then it'll alert those people yeah. uh, that there is a tag nearby to you. Which also is good that if you do actually lose something, mm-hmm. so if, if I left something behind me in a train station or um, on a plane or something like that, that somebody else could sit down and then thing will say, hey, there's an, an air tag beside you. So the person will look at it and go, oh. And um, what they've done is the it's N, there's an NFC um, chip inside it as well, mm-hmm. which means that they can tap their phone against it, whether it's an iPhone or whether it's an Android phone, and it'll give them the contact details that I want that person to see. So if I want to say, if this is found, please phone X, then they'll see that up on their phone. Yeah, and that's another thing. Is Does it work if you don't have an iPhone? Yeah, an Android phone can tap the NFC and get the information. Okay. And, yeah. w- and if you don't have an iPhone, can you make use of the tags in general? No. No. Okay. No. No, it has, right. to be, it has to be part of the Find My Network, which is the app on the phone. Yeah. Uh, I'll go into that in a second, actually. Sure. Um, but so... So that that's the that that's the kind of one of the anti privacy features mm-hmm. in it, or anti stalking features. <laughs> <laughs> Freudian slip there. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the anti stalking features is one of them is that if if you have an iPhone and it's near you, it'll alert you. Yeah. The other thing then is, uh, let's say you didn't have an iPhone and uh, somebody left something in your vicinity. Three days of it being not beside the owner, it will still it will then start making a noise. It'll start pinging. Mm-hmm. So you'll get an audible alert that this is this is something in your vicinity. So it means that they've they've thought about this of the the issues with it, right? Yeah. Okay. Right. So then, if it's if it is if it is lost, so let's say you have lost something. Mm-hmm. Um, now there, there's there's two sides to this thing. If you lose something, right? So the first thing is that I was thinking about it and, and looking at all the advertising thing where they had. Um, like all these, uh, like your luggage cases with this thing hanging off it. Um, then first thing I thought was, well, what's to stop someone just stealing it? Right. So if somebody saw this on your luggage case, couldn't they just take it? Now it's no good to them if they take it because it registers your account and you can track them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they could just take it and throw it away and keep the little leather case that you got for it. <laughs> right. Because some of those leather cases are expensive. The Hermes ones are a couple of hundred dollars. Wow. Which is bonkers. Uh, the fact yeah. that somebody would spend three or four hundred dollars or euros on a leather tag to put onto their luggage case. There's going to be, clearing. yeah, there's going to be aftermarket ones that come out. Mm. Well, oh, there's you know, plenty of them all over. Yeah. They're all over Amazon already. There's really? loads of them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Loads of them. But there's nothing to stop mm. somebody looking and saying, hey, look, a Hermes leather tag on that luggage case or that bag and take it, take out the 
tag or the, the air tag, throw it in the river and keep that $400 lovely little letter thing. But then again, that's the risk you have with everything. If somebody sees you wearing a nice pair of sunglasses, they can rob them. So yeah. anyway, I, I, but I, I just think that a couple of hundred dollars for a, a, leather, a leather holder for these things is bonkers. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. it's probably worth more than the bag itself. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, these things, you might want to leave it on display mm-hmm. so that if your bag is lost, then the person who finds it knows to tap the tag. Mm-hmm. Right. They're honest, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and, but the other side of it then is, and, and I think of these things sometimes like as in, like if it was a bicycle, you don't want to leave it on display on a bicycle because then they'll just take it off and throw it away. All right. So you want to hide it in a car or a bicycle. Mm. All right. So sometimes depending on the usage you have, sometimes you want to keep these things hidden and sometimes you want to have them on display. So if a person finds the item, it depends on the likelihood of them returning it to you. That's so, so true. Yeah. Yeah. So if they, if they, if there's a bag sitting there and nobody sees if the tag is hidden within it, then they don't know to tap the tag to ring you, to get your phone number to ring you. All right. So there's, there's a kind of a double-edged sword on, on whether you hide something or not. But obviously like with a car, nobody finds a car that's lost. It's kind of like it's, it's stolen or not stolen. So for me, I would be putting one of these hidden someplace inside in the car. Mm-hmm. Which means if your car is ever stolen, then it's going to be through the, the Find My Network. You can find where the actual car is as long as they haven't found the tag that's in it. The other thing you could do with it as well, and I've seen these popping up already on Amazon, is a dog collar. So you put one of these, you get your special dog collar that has a little small slot to, to slip this one into. Mm-hmm. So you just put one of these on. That means if your dog ever gets lost, if he ever runs away at night or something like that, gets out of the back garden and runs away, yeah, you yeah. can actually look at it and find out where your dog is. Not a bad idea. Yeah. Mm. So there is, uh, there's going to be plenty of uses on, on these things, like really, and I, I think there's people out there with a lot more innovative minds than me or you who are thinking of uses of these things that are going to be mm. stuff that like really left to center. I'm looking, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, so there, that's the, the privacy features anyway on it. And um, the, the find my, as I say, the find my network is how people find these things. Um, so once you, once you get this thing, you register it on your iPhone and it's in your find my, so you can actually see how it's located. So the next question is, if you do lose something, how is it found? Because these things have Bluetooth in them. They're not communicating to any Wi-Fi or any satellites or anything like that. They're just a Bluetooth chip. Mm-hmm. So, right. so how is it found? And it's the same as all the others. Crowdsourcing. Crowdsource network. Mm-hmm. That there are hundreds of millions of iPhones all around the place. And chances are that if you dropped your keys or you had one in your wallet or your laptop bag was left on a train or someplace like that, um, or in a taxi, that someone with an iPhone will pass by it at some stage. And if you put it in last mode and somebody else's iPhone sees it, and like their Bluetooth, if they Bluetooth on on their phone mm. and it kind of passes by this thing, there's a, there's a bit of an exchange goes on through Apple's operating system and it says, oh, look, there's a Bluetooth device, gets a bit of information from it and says, oh yeah, that one's actually lost. So then it will report back to you the last place this was seen was in the vicinity of this location. Right, but it's yeah. not telling you who saw it. No, of course. Yeah, it's keeping all that information private. So it's not saying, oh, 
its last seen seen in the vicinity of Dave's iPhone. Doesn't tell you that, right? Doesn't tell you where it or who who's who reported it or what phone reported it, or many phones might report it. It will just tell you that this is roughly the location, which means then that when you get near to it yourself, so if if it said to you it was last seen on O'Connell Street in Limerick, you go in with your own phone then, yeah, and once you get near it then it'll actually start, I think it's once you once you get it within something like 40 feet of it, the precision finding kicks in, which is the U1 chip. And then it will guide you with arrows on screen, mm. uh, forward, left a bit, left a bit, right a bit kind of thing. And it'll tell you like, you know, 19 feet, 18 feet, 17, go right a bit, 15 feet, that kind of thing. It'll, it'll guide you directly to it. Yeah, the precision of it is pretty cool. Like, you know, yeah. the fact is, because like whenever you, let's say, do a find your phone or anything like that, it gives you a rough location of where it is. It doesn't yeah. tell you exactly what position it is in what room of what building. It yeah. doesn't do that. Yeah. But this U1 chip, you see, that's what it will do. Yeah that's, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, And the U1 chip is built into all the, like the iPhone 11, iPhone 12, and probably everything going forward. Okay, the, they the mentioned the 12, chip. but they didn't mention the 11. So it is yeah. in the 11. Yeah, it definitely is in the 11, yeah. Excellent, okay. So that means using those, you get your precision finding and you'll be able to go right to it, which is handy inside in your house as well. So mm-hmm. like if your keys drop down the back of the couch, which was the video that, yeah, they, yeah, was that they showed. Creative uh, yeah. take on it, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, the, it means that inside in the house, you can. You, it's not just telling you, well, your keys are somewhere in your house because you're like, I know that. <laughs> I just don't know where I put them. Uh, so your these things will guide you to them within like inches, kind of thing. It's That's right, the, basically, like it's right, right there in front of you, like so you know exactly mm-hmm. where to go. Um, so that's pretty much. All of it for the ear tags, yeah. Except for all those accessories that are going to pop up, and there's, there's going to be the cheap ones. There's going to be the expensive ones. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I am looking forward to seeing some of the innovative use cases on these things. Yeah. Uh, Check YouTube. It's going to be, um, when are they out? April 30th, isn't it? Um, well, yes, yes, they are. Yeah. 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 So they're out, they're out already. Yeah. Yeah. They're out. Yeah. So, um, nice one. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to, but, uh, like, as I say, I ordered them and the delivery times are slipping by weeks uh, from the very start. So I think it's going to be at least a month before I see mine. And, uh, yeah, we'll see. The only thing that I can say that I was disappointed with was the fact that they're just a little cylinder or a little disc mm-hmm. and they could have just put a loophole onto it very easy so that you could slip it onto a keyring. But now, because it's just a disc, you have to, to buy an accessory yeah. to put it on, to connect it to whether it's to a bag or to your keyring. Um, or, and that's where all the other competitive competitive ones like the tile or the chip lower or any of those things, they all have a, a little kind of hole on the side of it, a drilled hole um, on, on the plastic casing. So you can actually just tag it onto something straight away. But yeah, you win some, lose some. Yeah, I could see their use. I could see their, their logic for either way, really, to be honest. Um, yeah. Like, you know, some, because they figure some people will, will want to pick their own accessories rather than have something stock that they can't remove. Now, if it was yeah. a removable little thing that you could just clip on and clip off, um, as long as it was tough enough to, you know, keep a hold of it for however long the lifespan will be. But, you know, maybe yeah. that could have that worked. And maybe version two, you don't they were, know. They were probably just trying to keep it as small as possible. 
Oh. That's their one, two. They, they, they know um, secret yeah. attack. One, it's two. been their mission. Yeah, yeah it, with everything. Yeah, it's all, as small as possible. That's it. Okay, so let's move on. Uh, we're doing this pretty much in the order that they, they announced this stuff anyway. But uh, let's move on to uh, the new Apple TV 4K then. Yeah. And um, I, I think a couple of weeks ago I talked about this and I was hoping that because they, they discontinued the HomePod, mm. we were saying I was hoping that they'd come up with uh, an Apple TV that had... Uh, a, um, some sort of sound bar built into it. Yeah. But they didn't. They just no. came up with the exact same casing, exact same design, but just upgraded the specs on it. And um, some of the specs actually they didn't highlight, which I was surprised at. Like, okay, they came up with the A12 Bionic chip on it. That, mm -hmm. That's what it's kind yeah. of to. But that chip is maybe, what, two years old already? Is it? Um, I think it is, yeah. So I was kind of surprised that they were going for an older chip, but they probably have to get rid of their old supplies that they can't shift on. So <laughs> put that into it. Um, it's a very capable chip. It was one that was in the iPad. It's a very capable chip anyway. But uh, mm. um, I just thought maybe like if, if it, they're bringing it out now, they could have future-proofed these a bit more by putting in the maybe the latest A chip inside it. So mm. I don't know. But anyway, the things they didn't really announce, um, they, it now has Wi-Fi 6. Okay, yeah. Right, which is great. And that's what was needed for being able to do the um, streaming of the 4K uh, at, I think, 120 frames per second, I Was think it is. 120, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah, so over airplay. Yeah. So um, the Wi-Fi 6 needs that. Um, they did mention it's HDMI 2 now on it. Mm. and um, But they also didn't mention that these things have thread support in, built into them now as well. Um, I don't think we've really talked about thread support on things up no. in, the, in the past, really. But effectively, it's, it's creating your mesh network through your home, your smart home devices. So oh, means, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it means that they communicate with each other mm. and it's pretty fast. It means that like if you've got, it, well, the, the one thing is for, say, extending a network. So if you've got smart devices outdoors, mm. you don't have to go extending your Wi-Fi or putting any, any other extenders on it. If these things, a lot of things like some of the, some of the smart bulbs now are coming with tread support, smart light switches, um, smart door locks and well actually no some of the door locks I don't think they have those yet but most things that are powered which would be like a light bulb or the Apple TV so uh, um, the actual HomePod mini has uh, thread support in it as well nice okay and effectively it, it extends the thread or the, the mesh network around your house which means that other devices that might be outside of your Wi-Fi range could get this um, the, the signal better and it also speeds up the communication then for if you tell your smart speaker to turn off a light or turn on a light or yeah. show something it speeds up the communication and the response time and all that as well awesome so anyway so the apple tv because it is a home hub um then uh, for your home kit control devices then this has now got thread support in it and they didn't mention that at all okay um it's now got a cool feature and i've tried this out um because it's backwards compatible so as you know my only device that I have connected to my TV at home is my Apple TV. Mm -hmm. right? I have no other uh, set-top boxes, no other anything at all. Everything goes through that. So my media center is the Plex server. I've got Netflix, um, Amazon, Now TV. All those things go through. Um, so I've just one box, right? And it's the Apple TV 4K with the previous version. So I have it a couple of years. But they announced this thing of the color calibration. Yes. Right? And a good one, yeah. And what you do is if you have an iPhone that has a FaceTime camera on it, so the iPhone 10, 10 X, yeah, 10, 10 X, plus basically, yeah, yeah. anything from the 10 upwards, um, 
if you hold it within an inch of the screen, you just go into the calibration menu and then it asks you to hold the iPhone face front. So the front facing camera, which is the face on camera. Um, face, so put your the screen of your phone within a, a, an inch of the screen of the TV mm -hmm. and it goes through this color correction system. Yeah. So um, this was announced for the new Apple TV 4K, but it actually is backwards compatible with the old one. Oh. Uh, so I did it. And ah. it actually did color calibration. And I have to say, there was a slight change. It wasn't a dramatic change. Well, you must I'd, have a decent enough TV then. Yeah, yeah but I, I, I kind of messed around with settings myself as well. I like yeah. to have the, like, I don't just go with the stock. I kind of get things the way I like them of anyway. Course, yeah. um, and enrich a bit of coloring in it. And, but it did do a color calibration and it allows you go switch over between current and new and current and new. So you can have a, a kind of a, a flick between them. And it did, it, 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 it was nice. It was good. It was, it was better than what it was. It was a slight difference for me. I'm sure if I had put it back to stock and then um, put the TV back to stock settings mm -hmm. and then done a color calibration, I might have seen a bigger difference in what it did. Probably, but yeah. um, it, was, it was good. I preferred the new settings and I kept the new settings. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. So that, what did that require? Like an OS update or something like that? <clears> yeah. It? Yeah. Which was uh, the new ones that came out just there. Um, last week, which was the uh, iOS, uh, the iPhone OS 14.5 mm -hmm. um, and the TVS 14.5 as well. Right, right? okay. So cool. they, they, they did all the updates last week. I think it was Big Sur 11.3 came out, um, yeah. uh, Watch OS 7.4 and iPad OS 14.5 as well. All so right, they, they, awesome. they brought yeah. all, all those things and they upgraded the firmware to 40.5 I think was on the HomePod mini as well. So they um, they did a whole raft of changes anyway. They even updated the firmware on the AirPods. So okay. <laughs> loads of things. And I think a lot of that actually all the firmware updates for all those devices are all to do with handoff as well. That like the um, like the way you can hand off audio between your devices and also then you've got like say your AirPods do this or you can enable auto switching as well. Mm -hmm. So it means that if you're if you're listening to something on the Mac, um, then if a phone call comes in on your phone, it'll auto switch your AirPods to the phone call. I actually had that enabled and turned it off because I found different things were interrupting. So you might be listening to something like a podcast or something and, yeah. and then suddenly uh, something else would make a noise and the thing would try switch to it. So you had no control over like whether it would switch or not. So it was switching to things that I didn't want it to switch to. Because it was trying to, it was trying to guess. It just did. It didn't have the intelligence in my eyes to 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 know what it should have done or I not done. I wonder if the, the yeah. updates have made any change to that. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, it's a, that's part of the whole firmware and everything. They're basically yeah. trying to get that guesswork better um, and the AI behind it a bit better. Anyway, so I haven't re-enabled it yet, but I might try it out again and just see does it. Uh, yeah, does it yeah, do too, better too. for me this Absolutely. time? Absolutely, and. Um, and uh, the other big thing then with the Apple TV is the new Siri remote. So I don't know, did you see the new version of it? Uh, um, well, oh, I saw the video. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, you don't have an Apple TV, so you I don't do know the issues with the old Siri remote. Uh, I don't. And they are many. So in, I suppose, Johnny Ive style, they made this almost symmetrical <laughs> remote, which means that you go to pick it up. And because of the shape of it mm -hmm. and everything, you end up picking it up upside down a lot of the time. 
right? Which means that you press the wrong button because there's only a couple of buttons on it and you end up pressing the wrong one. Oh. Or you or you pick it up and that means that the, the trackpad or the, the kind of the touch sensitive part of it is in your palm, not up by your thumb. And you end up pressing that or moving something on that by accident. And in low light, like there is one key on it, the menu key that is kind of more raised. Um, it's kind of got a ledge around it so you can, without having to look at it, mm. you can feel where it is. But it just means that it's a second thing that like normal other remotes have a shape around them. So you know the way you're picking it up. You know what it is without having to look at it. And this thing was just, it really, it was an annoyance. It has to have to say, it was just a horrible, horrible remote. Looked great. Great design, fabulous. Functionality, useless. And because they stripped all the buttons off it, it didn't have things like a mute button. So you couldn't just mute your TV. So if somebody said something to you or was calling you from another room or somebody came to the door and like that or whatever, or a phone call came in, you couldn't just mute it. You had to volume down or else you had to go find your TV remote and hit the mute button on the TV. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the, they now with the new Siri remote, they've brought in, they've kind of thought about functionality a bit better and brought in uh, a mute, a dedicated mute button, okay, a yeah. dedicated power button. So you can actually power off everything with the one remote so you're not finding the TV remote to put the power on the TV. So they have a dedicated power button. They moved the Siri button around to the side of it and then they completely redesigned the touch area. So it's now a, a kind of a trackpad. So, yeah, uh, so, power, you can, yeah. so you can use it for movement. It's also a five-way button kind of directional mm-hmm. and the outside is a jog is a jog like the old iPod mm-hmm. so remember the old iPods where you'd actually yeah. kind of scrub through your music mm-hmm. so you scrub through your little lists on your little two inch LCD screen yep. and uh, go through your list so now you can use this to scrub yeah, so, I saw them scrub through a TV episode, like for example. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so I, I presume you'd be able to scrub through lists. Like if you have a list of mm. uh, like your music, you'd be able to scrub down through that as well in the old iPod style. Um, I thought it was cool. I thought it was a, a good because now they have everything built into one area whereby you can actually use function wheels for up and down or sorry function directional buttons kind of thing up and down uh, you can use your pad for moving around if you want if you want to use just kind of like a trackpad um touch sensitive and you have your jog wheel as well yeah so they kind of built it all in so it's pretty cool sometimes i reckon apple yeah. can be too minimalistic they will with this with the yeah. old siri remote yes they went way too minimalistic on yeah. it um and uh Delighted with this new one. I'm going to be ordering because that is also backwards compatible. All right, when's that out? Um, I think the, oh, good question. You've got me on that one now. Um, I would say it's probably going to be uh, end of May, I think. Okay. I'm not quite sure on that one. Again, I'll have to go Mm. and check that out. But as far as I know, it's uh, the end of May. Uh, What we might do so, Dave, is might stop for a bit of music and I'll go. Before we do, new sports fans, Ted Lasso is back. Oh, yes. Tim Cook's favourite show, apparently. And uh, it's back in July, season two. Yes. Uh, Have you you seen season one? I have. I loved it. It was brilliant. An absolutely great show. Okay. um, Listeners, if you have not seen Ted Lasso already, yeah. You have to look, you have to watch it, even if you're not a sports fan, right? Because, okay, it's, it's, uh, yeah. I won't go into the details about it, no spoilers here or any of that. Um, but even if you're not a sports fan, 
you will enjoy this show. It is absolutely hilarious. It's a and great a comment, great, yeah. a great story and it's just very well done. And I was delighted to see season two coming back on that one anyway. Um, there is actually some great content on Apple TV Plus at the moment. They're building it up nicely. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah. Is, there is some fabulous, fabulous shows on that. So I would I would definitely recommend anybody to uh, go watch that anyway, plus all the other stuff there. Um, I did check out the serial remote there uh, for us and uh, they are available already at Excellent. the moment. So um, while I was actually looking at it there, I added it to my basket because I got to buy one. Um, cool. 65 euros, which isn't too bad for what it is. Yeah, so I can definitely uh, can't wait to get that and try it out and I'll report back to you on what happens with that. Excellent. <laughs> but uh, I think it's going to be an upgrade because the old remote does really annoy me. Uh, one of the things I got wrong. Uh, and um, Apple, while you're listening to me giving this review on it, please, please, please stop uh, two-way scrolling on interfaces on the Apple TV. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> They're all doing it. It's yeah. not just Apple. I know, yeah, but they, I, I just want them to stop. <laughs> just like, it's it's a terrible interface. Mm. I hate having to scroll over to it's the left and right. It's grand on a computer, probably not so grand on the TV. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's terrible. It's, not, it's not meant for sideways scrolling. Mm. Uh, so, okay. <laughs> right. Okay, Dave, move on to the next thing now uh, in the Apple event and uh, the iMac. Excellent. A major, major refresh in the design. Yeah. And it comes in different colors. First time ever, really, isn't it? Since uh, the old um, CRT iMac, the very first iMac, yeah. actually, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, so it's the first time it's been available in multicolored. Yeah. Mm. So, um yeah, great. Another device that comes in multiple colors. Yeah. Let's move on. Um, ah. <laughs> I'm not going to give time to announcements at least colors. It comes, at least it comes in the plain old silver that you're used yeah. to anyway. Yeah, okay. Like I would buy something with a color, but it's not part of an announcement. Something that comes in a color is not part of an announcement. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I wonder if I'm made myself clear on that. <laughs> Probably <Maybe>. not. <laughs> right. Um, some great new specs. Well, the first the big thing anyway is the fact that it has the M1 chip in it. Yes. And uh, we've covered that in previous episodes as well. And um, so major, major speed bump in that. Um, and as part of that, and they went into the explanation of it as to why this has now enabled them to cut down the size of it to an amazing 11.5 millimeters. That's right. Yeah. Um, so including the display, the whole lot and everything, the mm -hmm. whole case from the side, it is, it just looks like a really, really big, a 24 inch iPad. Yes, that's uh, right. It is, yeah, they've managed to increase mm -hmm. the size of the screen too. Yeah. Without too much of an increase in the overall footprint. So basically yeah. just slightly increased the, the overall size of the, the whole chassis, but not by much apparently. Yeah. So they just cut down the, like the, I suppose the bezel around mm -hmm. the screen and everything. Um, but the thickness of this device, but like when they didn't, they explained like when they were back using the old Intel chips Yeah. Um, and they, the size that they needed for the heat sink and the power mm -hmm. supply and everything and the, the amount of power usage that this had. Um, this is just... Like and um, it, it, they they do look amazing. They like they're there's something you'd like on your desk. I know I'd love to have one on the desk. They just looked amazing, and they they're now just available at the moment in a 24 inch screen. So yeah. before they had a 21 and a half inch screen and a 27 inch. So now it's just 24 inch, hmm. which makes me think that they're waiting. So you know the way you had the iMac and the iMac Pro which yeah. had the, like the 5K retina display and everything. Mm -hmm. um, this is a 4.5K retina display. So I'm thinking they're going to do something different down the line when they have, like everything's in the M1 chip now. So whatever the successor to the M1 chip is, will probably be in the 27-inch Mac Pro. So 
or whatever size they decide yeah. to go on. Or right. maybe, yeah, it might be bigger. It might be 29, 30 the burning question I think on everybody's mind right now is will the iMac Pro come in more than one color? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Purple. I'm sorry. Purple. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's keep on the specs here, Dave. <laughs> All right. So, um, the, okay, besides the design, actually one thing I noticed about the design and I had to look this up afterwards, uh, it's 11 and a half millimeters, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. D- and did you notice where they've put the headphone jack? Now they've retained the headphone jack on these things, which is amazing. Uh, do you know what? Uh, I did see it and I'm trying to think, was it at the back? No, it's at the side. Yes, at the right, side. At there, the very yeah. side. Yeah. Do you know the reason why it's on the side? Um, Give a guess. Oh God. Okay. Uh, why is it on the side? I don't know. Easier to get to than the back. Uh, for one, no, because of the travel distance. Yeah. The actual. If they put it on the back. Yeah. They'd have to make the chassis thicker. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because the length of the three and a half mil. Yeah, it's jack, longer than eleven millimeters. Well, I, well, go, yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if the whole thing is longer but the than eleven millimeters. Itself would be. But but yeah, but it's just that to plug it in, and mm. it would probably protrude into where the display area is or something. Yeah. But the, the whole thing, they had to put it on the side because they've made the thing so thin. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a, there's reasons why um, Apple drop legacy ports. Mm. It's like these kind of things. They look at things and go, now I, I was surprised to actually see that they left uh, a three and a half mil jack on the thing. I'm not. When it, when it comes to computers, um, I'd say there's a few years left in, in those still being there, really, to be honest with you. Oh, I yeah. don't see them. It, maybe the next generation of IMAX, they maybe, might yeah. them completely. But then again, maybe they'll keep it. You never know. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, I suppose I the thing about it is, is if, you, if you are an audio professional, you don't yeah. want to use Bluetooth because there is a lag, there is a time lag. Well, yes, and, and some people will say that the sound isn't as good or whatever. Like, yeah. there's, there's loads of different theories going on, but yeah. it's, it's a case as well that the headphone jack can power speakers and, you know, and, and instead yeah. of Bluetooth speakers, you can have proper speakers, you know? Yeah. I don't right. know. I, I'd say it'll keep it for a while. Anyway. All right. Okay, so um, then there's the ports on the back. So you've got your um, USB and Thunderbolt ports. Yeah. Um, the lowest price one actually only has two ports on it. And you have to go for the mid one or the higher one to get the four point, the four Oof. ports. All right, so uh, you have to go over the pricing bit. Yeah, so they have to go up in the, the specs. So I, th- I think the like the entry level one is going to end up somewhere around thirteen hundred euros or someplace like that. Um, maybe entry maybe level more. Thirteen hundred yeah. euros. There you yeah. go. I know. Yeah, <laughs> but look at what you're getting for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> purple. Yeah, exactly purple. Um, and one of the things um, that was interesting is the way the power jack connects to the back of it now, just by yeah. kind of their new MagSafe, MagSafe thing. thing, yeah. Which means that there's a power brick, which is roughly the size of the one that comes with the with a laptop. So mm-hmm. it's nothing major, yeah. But an interesting part of that, and as well as they put Ethernet into the brick, they did. Yes. So in an effort to keep your desk cable free and tidy and no, like and, and you know the way they like besides the minimalist design that they love they just want this kind of like super thin gorgeous mm. looking thing in your desk and nothing detracting from it like this ugly wire coiled up behind it so it means that you've got your power brick under the desk with your ethernet cable plugged into that and then this one braided cable coming up and connecting magnetically to the back of the computer now i wonder in the braided cable inside that casing Mm-hmm. Is it two cables? Is one an Ethernet cable insulated away from the power, or is it all transferring through the power cable? Um, I would say away. I would say it's a one in, uh, insulated. The 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 uh, I would say the network cable mm. is insulated away from the power because mm. otherwise it's going to degrade the network performance. Well, that's it. You see, I was worried yeah, about that. You couldn't yeah. you couldn't loop it around it because you get like a kind of magnetic charge then as well. It would, yeah, yeah. 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 So it would. So I would say it's a, it's insulated away mm. from it. Um, 
They did do they did do something similar to that in in previous like in kind of like the old um, the twentieth anniversary Mac that was out brought out in the nineties. Um, there was one like your power went into a Bose subwoofer. Oh, and then that then had a big cable going yeah. from that up to the main unit, which delivered power and uh, like an audio stream as well. That. Okay. So they so they have actually. Uh, a bit of history in doing something similar to the, like this anyway. Okay. So uh, it, it just looked, I, th- I thought it was an innovative little thing anyway, a nice way of doing it that you don't have to have extra cables connected to the back of this. And then when you have your Bluetooth um, keyboard and mouse, mm. then you basically have like one nice little braided cable up to the back of your computer um, and it keeps everything nice and tidy and clean. So it's a nice solution anyway. I enjoyed it. Like, or not, not enjoyed it, but I liked. <laughs> I, know it. I liked. I liked. Yeah. I liked it. I liked looking at it. It looked. It looked good. Yeah. Um, and for the first time, they have brought Touch ID to the desktop. That's true. Yes. So, so. your your wireless keyboard and mouse now has yeah. a Touch ID button on it. And, uh, uh, and you know what? I I don't know what you think of those. Um, those mice. I mean, they're too small for me anyway. Like I again, yeah. again, yeah. the whole thing of the minimalist design, they yeah. go too far sometimes mm. and they just get yeah. it wrong. And they're still, they're still going for that one button mouse. I can't do mm. it without two buttons. It, well, has no, to no, two. it actually does have a right and left click. Oh, does it? It does actually. Yeah. yeah. Those magic mice do have a right and left click and the, yeah. the top of it is a trackpad. Ah. So you can actually scroll on it. Okay. But it's just when you've used them in your hand and if you're used to an old mouse with a, a scroll wheel and the, the ergonomics of an old mouse, yeah. these things can feel a bit odd. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but some people swear by them. Mm, I don't know. Uh, I have, mm. I don't use them. I haven't used them. I still old school on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So some of the other specs on this is um, 85% faster CPU, twice as fast GPU, three times as fast machine learning. Uh, so true tone display and a 1080p FaceTime camera. That's right. Which yeah. is the, like your, your full HD. And that, that's obviously in response to the fact that everybody is at home doing your video calls at the moment now. Yeah. So having a good camera on the front, although some people don't want the camera that good to be able to see themselves in HD or other people to see them in mm-hmm. HD because you get... Uh, Blemishes and all, so it's better to. Hey, hey, the more, a bit the of, more detail, uh, the more you can blemish out the blemishes. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. And you're, have you seen the effects on Zoom? You can do loads and, and loads of different things. You can put a mustache on you and all that kind of stuff. And, and it's actually got it's not bad tracking. And if you have a good camera, the better the tracking will be. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> now I'm going to give a suggestion. All right. This is my thing that. Um, I actually, I did actually email Tim Cook about this a couple of years ago. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. my old buddy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Funny enough, I didn't actually get a response. Anyway, oh. why don't they in desktops build a battery into them? Think about it. Right. Every laptop has a battery and yeah. Mac OS X already has great power management features inside in it. Why don't they have, and because of the fact that most people are working from home and probably will continue in some guys to work from home, mm-hmm. why don't desktops have a battery built into them? Why have you to rely on an external big UPS, horrible, heavy brick? Like, have you seen the, the external UPS systems? Mm, yeah. Right. They could just take a bit of a battery that they have in the MacBooks. It doesn't have to be something that lasts 19 hours. Put it into a desktop, which means that if the power goes in your house, it can now give you a couple of minutes to either hibernate and save your work or shut down the machine. Because if your power goes and you're sitting at home and a lot of people are working from home, power cut, 
bang. You could be in the middle of typing something, bang. And it's not good for the file system when it goes bang like that anyway. No, you're right. So, hmm. so a battery, they have the technology already in the laptops, right? A battery that obviously you're plugged in all the time anyway, so the battery is going to be charged. Hmm. Power cut comes to your house, your desktop gives you, and it only needs to give you like five, 10 minutes to finish the email you're about to send, right? And I know, I know you're going to think about, well, if the power's out, so is your broadband. But you just hotspot to your phone. No, I wasn't even uh, thinking that. Oh, you're not? No. Uh, so I, I, was, I, was, I was preempting the question that maybe some no, listeners no, no. were about I, I'm, to say. I'm just trying to th- I'm, I'm, I'm actually trying to think of a reason why they wouldn't. And cost. Cost, yeah. And the fact that, you know, it's not a serviceable part and all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, nobody services anything inside an iMac. They're never serviceable. That's true, actually. <laughs> like yeah. even, even your laptops you yeah. nowadays, iPads, nothing, iPhones, any kind of phone. Mm. There's very little phones or any devices out there that people open anymore. Yeah. And if you really think about it, right, the 99% of users out there, mm. right, I would consider myself heavy tech. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've replaced a battery in a device in about 15 years. Even when you could replace batteries in phones. I never did. It was like the battery outlasted the device. Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, in my case, it's been exactly yeah. the same. I've never had to replace a phone battery before. Yeah. Yeah. So even like the, the laptop that I have mm. is now six years old and the battery is still good in it. Right. right? Yeah. So a lot of the times people don't, if, if you think about the most people out there don't replace batteries or parts in computers. Mm. They don't like it's the, the heavy technical people that want to replace the CPU, the GPU, the, the RAM. Most people just want the thing to work. And the same with phones. They just want it and they want it for waterproof now as well. So um, the, the batteries aren't replaceable, but like very rare you see anybody talking about opening up their iMac to change something inside in it. So it would be very easy for them to put in, and I'm sure because of the fact that if you look, if you watch the video, the way they said there's so much more extra space now because of the tiny motherboard of the M1 chip, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a bit of space inside there where they could fit in a very thin battery because as I say, it only has to last you a couple of minutes. Just give you enough time to save. That's all you need. If you have an essential email that has to get out, you're in the middle of doing a tender and just bang, power goes in your house. And as I say, because people are now working from home so much more and will continue to do so, then just gives you enough time. Yeah. Connect Bluetooth to your phone, hotspot, bang, finish doing that tender, finish doing that quote for someone, send and then shut down and say, right, all my data is safe. But no, one, no in Apple though, they'll probably do it in such a way, right? That's, um, It'll be coming many different colors. <laughs> that and if, let's say the, the AC power goes for whatever yeah. reason, now, would they be able to tell if it's a power cut versus someone just plugging the thing out? I would say they'd probably make it do an automatic shutdown straight away rather than uh, letting you finish off your email. But at the very least, it will, you know, save your files. But your laptops, when your laptops go dead, yeah. right, if your battery goes in your laptop and you're not plugged into power, mm. it goes into this kind of hibernate state. Yeah. Right. So it's already doing something like that. They have the technology there for that. Mm. They have the system built. It's in the operating system that if it goes low, it'll warn you. And if you don't do anything, it goes into a hibernate state, which okay. means the next time you open it up, it's back to where it was. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they can do the same thing. And all they have to do is just basically put a pop up. It looks like your power has gone. And especially considering the new thing is a MagSafe connector at the back of it. Mm-hmm. Very easy for a dog or a kid to hit off the cable and pull it out. Yes. Right. So... If, if the power goes, whether it's a power cut mm-hmm. or whether it's a cable pull or something, they just have to pop up and say, you're on reserve power and you hit 
like and it's like you're on reserve power shutting down in 30 seconds or 60 seconds right and you just go cancel then go and finish what you want to do and then shut it down yourself mm. that's all you have to do it's it's very easy to to manage yeah yeah and you don't need hours in the battery you just need minutes just to give you a chance to save that's it okay right okay uh, that that's it's not a bad yeah. idea. I'll give you that one. Have I convinced you? You have, you have. Okay, yeah. well, if I can convince you with something, I'm sure I can convince Mr. Cook. Mr. Cook. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but for some reason, he's like a perf- perfectly reasonable guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, last thing on the uh, announcements anyway was then was the M1 iPad. So iPad I did. Pro. iPad Pro. Yes. Mm. I did not see this coming. Did not see. I thought they might upgrade the iPad, mm-hmm. but I did not see them putting the M1 chip inside it. Yeah, I never thought about it, but you can see why they did it, because it's a Pro Series. It's meant to be a laptop replacement, basically. That's what they yeah. wanted to be. Yeah. You know? Mm. Just like the Surface. And again, Thunderbolt 3, Thunder, Thunderbolt 3 USB yep. 4. Um, you can get the cellular version in 5G. Mm-hmm. Um, they're saying 40 times faster graphics than the older model, which is which is amazing. 100 times faster than the original iPad, what they said as well. Which so. was over 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's actually, yeah. What's, what's that law? Is there, what, what's Moore's the, law? Moore's law. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's blown, it's blown that out of the water anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the specs like are brilliant on it. Um, yeah. Great new liquid retina display. Um, it, it's just, uh, as, as a device, if you're a pro user, this is just really looks like something good. Face ID on it again, Wi-Fi six on mm-hmm. it as well. Um, and what else is, uh, actually the, um, we never mentioned actually on the, um, on the iMac, they now have the Dolby Atmos, um, audio six speaker system as well in it. Oh, that's right. And the, yeah. and the iPad as well. The iPad pro has a, like the, the upgraded sound system, studio quality mics, everything again, which is all to do with the video conferencing. Yeah. And speaking of which there was a great feature that you're going to Oh, yeah. Explain and you like. Okay, I do. I actually quite like this feature. Uh, I'm kind of jealous that it's not been thought of by somebody else and had to be Apple, but it, it would be Apple. This is kind of <laughs> their, their wheelbase. They call it center stage. So yeah. if you're doing like a, a podcast, maybe you're doing a bit of cooking in the kitchen or whatever it happens to be. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to focus in on you wherever you are. If, as long as you're within the field of view with a wide angle lens, it's going to be able to basically focus in on you, kind of like almost mm-hmm. like the camera is moving or turning with a camera person in the back. But yeah. There's no one there. It's all happening through AI or whatever, right? Yeah. So, and also if let's say someone else comes into frame or whatever have you, um, it will zoom out and try and get everybody in at once. Yeah. You know, so there's a, it's a 120 degree field of vision yeah, camera, which is pretty So good. it's a really wide angle camera. It is. Yeah. That's why. And, and obviously what they're doing is they're just on one person. They just bring yeah. that field of vision in and zoom in. Yeah. And then if you move left or right, they're, it, it, it looked very intelligent the way it, it was doing it. It did, yeah. It was moving that field of vision to the left and to the right, but it didn't look like it was going exactly. at an angle. It, it, yeah, exactly. And it did it, it, it wasn't very quick at doing it. And I don't mean that in a bad way. 
Yeah. I mean that in a good way. So it's, it's not being, so it's not jerky. Yeah. So if like if 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 it did it too quickly, responded too quickly, then you get a lot of jerky movements or yeah. whatever. It took its time to kind of assess almost and yeah. kind of like almost as though it was actually yeah, a physically human. moving moving yeah. camera. That the almost, camera almost was like turning was towards it, yeah. you, That's but right. you didn't know the device could just stay as it was. And yeah. and it didn't give that kind of fisheye distortion kind of thing. No, and that, that's very strange too because yeah. as you said, it's a 120 uh, degree field of view, which is very wide. Like typically, yeah. the average webcam is about 70 to about 90 degrees field of view, mm. and you know how wide those are, right? Yeah. So 120 degrees, not bad. Yeah. Not bad without the fisheye effect. Okay, Dave, we're out of time oh. here today, so we'll be back again in a couple of weeks' time. Okay, until next time, Dave and Shawnee signing out. Talk to you again soon. Signer. Bye. You've been listening to Tech Post, a Limerick Post podcast in association with Limerick City Community Radio. If you have any tech questions or topics you'd like to see covered, please email techpost at limerickpost.ie. Also, if you're a local business or has any tech news or want to be featured on the show, pop us an email to techpost at limerickpost.ie. The show is produced by Eric Fitzgerald and theme music is kindly supplied by Limerick's very own Dylan Flynn and the Dead Poets and you can find their great music on Spotify. You can follow Limerick Post on Twitter at Limerick Post and if you enjoyed this podcast, please rate it or leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. 